my job is not to go out there and be my best friend. This isn't the best friend making competition. This is the ultimate fighting championship. I think training camp is for kids. I don't sleep in a tent and I don't eat marshmallows. <laughs> I, I, I train all the time. Tough one. Still here, still strong, and getting stronger. If you're passionate about something, you love something, the more you do it, the better you get. When you go to bed late, you wake up early, that's someone who loves what they do. I don't plan to steal shows, I just steal them. <laughs> I am the champion of the world. Let's not forget this Simon Patrick. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Headline with me, Simon Head. And I'm not going to lie, I'm still recovering from Bellator in Dublin. It was an outstanding show. It was a draining show. But boy, was it something to remember. And uh, on this particular show, we're going to hear from three of the biggest stars and three of the biggest performers on that fight night. Peter the Showstopper Queeley producing an incredible Lazarus-style comeback to uh, turn the fight around and get a second round stoppage victory over Ryan Scope. Then there's Michael Venom Page, who went into his fight with Richard Carley. Loads of bad blood before the fight. Loads of bad blood during the fight. And a little bit of bad blood after the fight. And not involving both the fighters either. I'll let MVP tell that story for you in a few minutes' time. Then the Jimmy Show. James Gallagher dances to the cage. Jumps in there. Submits Roman Salazar in 35 seconds. And then leads the crowd in a sing-along to finish the night. It really was a spectacular night on the Emerald Isle. What we're going to do on this show is something I like to call before and after. It's always interesting to hear what the fighters have got to say before their fights. It helps sell the fight. It builds things up. But then after the fight, we get the tale of what actually happened. So what I thought would be interesting is to play Peter Queeley, Michael Venom-Page, James Gallagher, play their pre-fight interviews, followed by their post-fight interviews. So you get to hear what, what they said before and then after their respective performances. And that's what we've got for you on this episode of The Headline. We'll start off with Peter Queeley, then MVP, then James Gallagher. Here's what they had to say. Peter, it's a big fight week back home in Dublin. And a decent opponent in Ryan Scope, someone who's, who's been in there with some of the division's best. I mean, first off, how do you rate him as an opponent and a, as a martial arts test? I think you've massively sold him short with that decent description. He's, I think he's world-class Ryan. I know he didn't mean to just mess him, but he's he's an amazing fighter. I think he proved that when he beat Pitbull, in my opinion. He won that fight. Very close, um, but I thought he won it. Um, so he showed he's at that really high level that, that Pitbull and Fairstam has showed for a long time that he's at. So um, I think he's a world-class opponent. It's going to be a good one. And for you, I mean, obviously, the last time, it didn't go your way last time, and I know there would have been some frustrations coming out of that one. How long, did it, how long does it take you to process something like that? take the positives from it and then just put it behind you and move on not long very disappointed on the night um you know, you're disappointed today afterwards, but it's not long. Then I, I, I think back on that fight, and you see all the fan, fans and even Bellator kind of giving you the feeling that you won, which I felt I did. I, I felt that fight was a very frustrating fight in Hamoyles fought. I think he had an opportunity to come in and win some fans and impress Bellator and do a lot of things, and I think he, he didn't take that opportunity, really. Like, where is he now? He's not here. 
I'm at the top of the card again. So that tells you who really won. So it didn't really actually take me that long because I feel like I came out better than he did out of it, um, which is kind of how I feel. So and good luck to him. Whatever you know, what I mean, I think he's going to fight at the end of the year. Or something I saw some some someone tagged me in some interview we did. So you know, good good luck to him. Um, but no, it didn't take me long to get over that one. And you've been you've been there or thereabouts for for a long time now. You got Ryan, who was, as we just discussed, was right up there at the top and arguably won his last fight. Was yeah. perhaps a bit unlucky on the scorecards. Yeah, so. How big of an opportunity is that for you to go in there, get a win, and just catapult yourself straight into that conversation at the top of the division as well? Yeah, it's huge. It's huge for both of us because he he. I think the. Many people thought he won that fight. And Pitbull's Pitbull, you know, it's that's a very big win to get. He's right there. So I think if I beat Ryan, it's like, well there you go. Peter probably would have beat Pitbull as well. That's the kind of people put these people make uh, right or wrong, people make these assumptions. Do you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. So it's a great win for me. Um, it's a big, big win for him as well to come in and beat me in Dublin in front of that crowd, you know, live on Virgin Media, live on Channel 5. So there's a lot of stake for both of us in this one. Um, it ha- I think it's flown under the radar a small bit on how Bellator are promoting it and just how, how it's going or whatever. But I think it's going to be a big blip on the radar after this when we put on Fight of the Night and people see what that, that this was a crazy, crazy, seriously well-matched high-level fight. Um, so looking forward to it. Break it down stylistically for us because on paper it looks like it could be a real a real sort of toe-to-toe sort of technical striking affair yeah which people love to watch obviously. yeah I think that's what it will be um, Ryan likes to keep it standing normally in his, in his matches so do I um, he's a very good striker so am I um, we're both very difficult to take down if, if, if you ever kind of watch either of our fights so everything's pointing to the fact that it will be a, basically a high level kickboxing match in a cage so I think it's going to be fight of the night people do like that that's why I fight this way I'm a very good rapper Ryan is also a very good rapper I can see this but he chooses to fight this way because he's smart you know he, he, he wants fans to be wowed and impressed when he fights and enjoy themselves which is what I try and do as well so I think everything is pointing to being you know fight of the night just a scrap of a thing to be honest how much is home advantage going to play a part in fight night because the Irish fans are it's legendary isn't it fighting in front yeah. of and I've been asking all the Irish fighters uh, here at Media Day what it means to them to fight in front of you know the sort of fans yeah. that the island produces yeah. it's always it's, special it's crazy especially for, for me because I've had so much experience fighting away from home I can really appreciate this because a lot of the guys are earlier in their career this is all they know they haven't experienced what I've experienced so you really appreciate something when you've seen the other side so it's just it's just amazing for me there's advantages for me in the sense that I'm I'm at home you know Ryan is going to have to leave his house and come over here a week before and blah 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 there's advantages for me in that I have the home crowd behind me but these things are also advantages for Ryan which I experienced when I was on the road when you go away there's less pressure because you don't have your fans there you don't have all this expectation on you which um, I'm sure he really that that, that, that that is a nice feeling as well because he's always fought at home um, so you know now the other side of it is he's never really fought in a big fight away from home either and I can tell you especially here with this mad bunch I have that's, that that arena is built like a hand fan and it all is just going to be going down top of him now it's whether I don't know how he's going to react to that, but that's something to, I've experienced in Russia as well. We have these 15,000 people and none of them want you to win. Do you know what I mean? So that's, that's a big one as well. So I don't know if I answered your question there, but I probably gave some sort of insight into what it's like. Brilliant. Perfect. Thank you very Happy much. Happy with that. Appreciate it. Good stuff.
blood and guts fight coming to this. Did you get what you came for here today? I got what I came for, and I knew Ryan Scope would give it to me. A blood and guts war, that's where I'm best, and I'm, I couldn't be happier with how that went. If I'd have won that clean, I wouldn't be as happy as I am now. How close were you to being finished with that head kick? You went down after the head kick, looked like there were a couple of strikes on the ground, and for a second it looked like you might have been out for a split second. Not close. You won't. You can't finish me. That's it. I can't. I, whenever I, I won't be finished. I just refuse to be finished. That's. You don't get finished in fighting. You give up. That's what happens. I won't give up. I was just there. I could. I was hurt bad. But I wasn't close to being finished, no way. You know, you got through the moment at the end of the fight of the cage with, with Conor McGregor and what it meant to have him there for you tonight. Everything, he's one of my best friends. Um, it's just nice to share these moments with your best friends. But I had many moments tonight backstage with Artem and, and all my other friends. Just Conor, he always steals the headlines, but I, I have many close friends that I've uh, gained through this sport. And I'm just, that's the best thing I've got through this sport is my friends. Peter, there many shades of Carl Pinter there with the, the comeback. And, you know, the crowd getting behind him, the crowd getting behind you. And, oh, no, how much are you quite confident in that the crowd getting behind you with that situation where you're almost finished and come back? Yeah, huge. I, I, I was really hurt bad. And um, I was in mount and I was just trying to stay alive. I could hear that ole, 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 ole. And if I, if I needed any more inspiration to, to keep fighting, that was it. So it did play a big part. I just I I I can't I, I would I would I would not be able to live myself if I if I gave up. That's what happens when you when you get finished in that manner. When it's a TKO, you're not being knocked out. You're giving up. You're kind of relenting and and and, and just giving up. And that's just not in me. If, if I did that, I would just break my heart. It would break me forever. So I couldn't do it. I just can't do that. How satisfying a win was it? I mean, with the home crowd, with Connor jumping up beside you. What was that like, the whole experience? Amazing. It was just a very satisfying. Ryan beat Pitbull in his last fight. Um, so I have to tip my hat to Ryan as well. He gave me the kind of fight that the fans deserved here. Um, like he came, he fought me, he, he wasn't afraid. He kind of thought about taking me down the first round. I was hurting him a bit, but he, he fought then. He, he, he mustered himself and, and came back in the second and hurt me. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to Ryan for coming in here and, and, and putting on a proper fight because I have a habit of make, making people not fight. They, they get hit by me and they, they start kind of shelling up and not shelling up, but start trying to bring the, start trying to wear the clock down. Um, so, so, fair play to Ryan. Um, he's a really good fighter and I respect him a lot. Fighters talk about those small percentages. Can you quantify what the crowd brought to your performance today? Yeah, it's just you. That that was. It. I, I thought it wouldn't be topped from the from the last time, but it was. It was just insane. It was. There was a, The noise was the same, but the energy was just felt like more. Felt like. I can't even describe it. You could probably describe it better than me. You were listening, but I was just kind of focusing on Ryan, but. It just it seemed mad to be honest. It just didn't seem real to be honest. Peter, after the Moyles fight and the fact that it was all up in the air and the fact that you didn't have the closure that you wanted in this fight, how good did it feel to have such a, a devastating finish here with the crowd? You know, the crowd. You were speaking the last time saying you wanted to give them something. Is this exactly what you wanted to give them? Yeah, that's. This is what I wanted to happen in the Moyles fight, and I thought Moyles. This is what he wanted. He's a kickboxer. He strikes normally, but as I said, when you when you go at me, you turn into a wrestler normally. And that's what happened Miles, and I was disappointed in him. He had a chance to, to win some fans that night and, and impress Bellator and, and become, be that. Ryan's not gonna go down in stock from that performance at all. 
you know what I mean? And Miles had that chance and he, he bottled it, to be honest. And, like, respect to Miles, there is respect there. Um, you know, whatever, he's doing what he's doing. I can see he's trying to better himself over an AK. That's, that's fine. I, I don't really have anything against Miles anymore. But, you know, I felt like he, he left, um, he missed an opportunity that night. You said uh, that Ryan had thrown the flag well for all the Europeans against Patricky. You want to test yourselves against the top names in this division. Is there anyone there that you would really think of that you'd like to fight now, or the US kind of guys at lightweight? Yeah, I owe Terry Brazier a fight, I know that, so I need to, you know, he's matched, so that would be probably next year. Um, I want to slap the head off Chris Bungard. So that's that's kind of a that's more of a personal vendetta more than a step up. And other than that, then just any of them US names, I wouldn't mind fighting Patricky, but he's kind of tight. A lot of them are tied up. That's why I'm kind of thinking about Bungard because a lot of them big names are are tied up with this tournament and things. And Patricio is tied up in the tournament. And so yeah, we'll see what happens. There's talk of me fighting in London even before this, so I think I'll fight there. I'm not that hurt. My hands a bit sore, my a bit bruised up, but I'm not hurt. What was the exchange with uh, Ryan on the on the cage after the fight? You know, you had a had a little embrace and had a little exchange there. What, give us a bit of insight into what was said there. I thought you were going to say what was the exchange in Mount because I was talking there as well, and he was like, I was so hurt, and I was like, I kind of gained a little bit of composure, and I got him over, and I was like, ah, we're fighting now, I says to him, he was like, ah, and he elbowed me then, I was like, fuck, I better not stop talking now, but uh, at the end of the fight then, I just said, he's, um, I believe he's the best fighter I've ever, I've ever fought, him or David Kachatrian in Russia, he was a very high level Russian, you'll be known here, but I believe Ryan is the most high level fighter I've fought, he's right up there, as he, as he showed against Patricky, he beat Patricky, he beat him, Fair and square. He didn't get the nod that night, but he did beat him. Um, so I just, I just told him he's an amazing fighter, and I thanked him for how we fought because that's what the crowd wanted. You talk an awful lot, you know, online and stuff about your mentality and you know getting through those struggles. Is that the sort of thing that you know that you get through in just normal life? It'll help you through something tonight when you can see, you know, the mentality comes through and you just get through that war like you did. Yeah, I, 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 I've, um, for good or bad, I, I've experienced a lot of heavy heavy sparring in my, in my career just by the nature of who my training partners are like Connor and Artem and we just go at it it's not for the faint-hearted when, when we spar and um, there's there's different viewpoints on that whether it's good for your career or bad for your career but that's what happens when you're used to that you don't wilt other fighters who, who haven't been tested like that Ryan would have finished 95% of, of fighters there and that's a fact but not me because I'm I, I have my training partners to thank for that and that's where my, my mental toughness comes from it's adversity and, and, and putting yourself in those positions um, that, you know, develop that mentality of, of never giving up. You talk about the, uh, the Irish fans and obviously, the, you know, the atmosphere here was electric for your fight. Tell me about the emotions that were going through your head once you got in the cage. You were the first man out for this fight. Yeah, that was unusual. You had, uh, you, you know, you had your music playing, the Cranberries. They stopped the music for Ryan's walkout, but then the crowd picked oh, it up right. and then kicked <laughs> up. I didn't hear it stop. What, what, you know, what was sort of coursing through you at that, at that point? You know, Ryan's making his walk and then the crowd is going mad. Pride. Irish pride. I couldn't have... I just, I was overwhelmed with a sense of pride. I just... There's, there's not many people who will ever experience what I've experienced there, and I'm, I'm so lucky to have experienced that. Um, Ah, I don't know, just pride, I just couldn't believe it to be honest, just how much people support us, all of us, every fighter in Ireland, it's, it's, there's no, there's no, I've been to many fights in all over the world and there's never an atmosphere anywhere than in this arena, you know, and it's just a testament to the fans and how they get behind their own fighters and just to answer your question, pride, pride. 
Michael, we just spoke to your opponent, Richard Kiley. Yeah. He says he's goaded you into a fight that you should never have accepted, and that it doesn't make sense if you're fighting a three and one guy, and that he's got he's got stuff that's going to surprise you on fight night. What do you make of that? Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. He's, he's lucky, isn't he? He's, um, he's lucky he's got the, the spotlight on him now. But then sometimes you don't actually want the spotlight on you when when, when shit's actually happening. Um, everyone underestimates my style. He kind of claims to have come from the same thing. And you know, we've been in the same competitions together, but we're not the same. You know, he was nobody back then, and while I was somebody, and he's still nobody now. While I continue to be somebody afterwards, it's, just, it's all the same thing. Why, why did you accept a fight with, with Richard when you arguably could have been fighting a guy with a with a, a stronger record or a more experienced record in order to sort of bounce straight back up to the, uh, the top level? 100%, and that's exactly what I'm going to do in November, which is around the corner. Uh, they offered me an in-between. Why not take it? For me, I guess it means two, two fights knocked off, you know, off the contract. It means two paydays in a very short amount of time. And they're willing to pay me the same amount that they're paying me. I find it funny, so uh, why not? You know what I mean? I make a lot of money here, so I'm definitely gonna, you know, take as many as many fights as possible. Uh, and again, it's, it's just, you know, people call it that like lose-lose, but I'm confident in what I do, and I like to fight regularly. This is the first year people have seen me, you know, and will see me fight as regularly as I have. There's there's no downfall in this. Going back to that, that last fight, obviously that was sort of a new experience for you. Um, how long did it take for you to sort of deal with that and process that and move on from it? Like 10 minutes. <laughs> legit, legit. Like um, People don't understand that. I come from a sport where I used to get my ass kicked a lot. Uh, and I'm talking for about four years. Imagine going four years, a week, every single weekend I'm fighting somewhere up and down the country and didn't even get third place. I was just getting my ass kicked. Uh, if I can come back from that to be who I am now, mate, one loss doesn't mean, it literally doesn't mean anything. It's, it's 10 minutes of being annoyed at yourself. It's 10 minutes of just being frustrated that you didn't get the result. It's 10 minutes of not being able to do the celebration I wanted to do. <laughs> it's, it's, that's it. And then after that, it's just, it's back to, back to the drawing board. And then just, you know, I know what I, I know what I, you know what, my abilities, I know where I can end up. And it's just about getting back on track. And you're on a card here in Dublin with a load of local fan favourites and people who like to steal the show. You've made that your MO over your career, right? Turning up and stealing the show. Mm -hmm. Is that what we're going to see again on Friday? I turn up and just do me. And a lot of the times I end up stealing the show, but it's just me being me. I've got a, an attractive style. A style that people hate, a style that people like, but it makes people want to talk about it. I do some crazy shit when I'm in the cage. Um, it's always going to be exciting. It's always going to be exciting. Even when I lost, people it went viral. You know, people was, uh, you know, people were talking about it everywhere, and that's just me. And how do you think the, the Irish fans are going to are going to receive you on Friday night? Are you going to get are you going to get booed to the cage? Is it going to be a bit half and half? I mean, what's the what's the reaction going to be like to you, given that you're fighting one of their guys? You know what? It's um I know I definitely got a lot of uh, Irish fans over here. At the same time, Irish are proud of being Irish. And that's what I kind of love about about the Irish. This is why one of the reasons why I actually wanted to fight over here because I know they understand fighting, they love combat, and they love being Irish. So walking out to an Irish crowd 
them booing maybe first, but then when they see what I do, them appreciating it because they understand fighting and them cheering afterwards is what I'm here for. And you sort of hinted that there was a little frustration that you couldn't use a certain celebration with the last fight. <laughs> Is that same celebration in, in, in the bag ready for this week? Or have you got something else planned? Nah, anything, you know what, time, anything you can you can give us a little sneak? Time moves on, man. Time moves on, and uh, you know I wanted to do something then because it, it made sense at that time. Time moves on. There's loads of different things happening now, and in all honesty, I am not gonna put any thought into doing anything spectacular for this guy. I'm just coming coming here to kind of enjoy the Irish crowd, put another show, and knock off another fight for my contract. That's it. Michael, you said uh, it seemed to be very personal between you and Richard. At the end, you know, obviously you had, you had knocked him out, but you still wanted to go over and, and say something to him. Like, did he did he rub you up the wrong way in the lead up to this fight? Do you feel? Um, you know what? It's I wanted to make an example of it. There's people like that that just need to just keep their mouth quiet. And like I say, no matter how loud you shout, you have to back it up with something. And that, that was a terrible performance. I was expecting a little bit more. And that was, a, that was a terrible performance by him. What was the point deducted for? I didn't really get to see that. Now, in all honesty, um, Dan, for me, uh, has a personal issue with me. I don't know where it comes from. Uh, my second Bellator fight, I was walking down the ramp backstage. And I remember, you're trying to get yourself into the zone. Everyone knows me, I'm a showman. I came out with my glasses and he's like, take them off, it's not Hollywood. Now this is the, the first time I've ever met him. Didn't know, and I, straight away I felt a bit rubbed up the wrong way, but just let it go, took my glasses off and carried on, put on a show. And now to see that again, that was disgusting. Not only did he give me two, technically, minus a point and uh, fight from, took, picked me up from a fight ending position, he pushed me at the end and called me a piece of shit. Now, Nobody should do that. That says to me there's something personal there. I don't know what it is, but I demand an apology from him. He's never, he's never refereeing me, referee me ever again. Is that what he, uh, your coaching staff seemed to be very angry with him afterwards? I saw that. My coach, he heard it and told him to come upstairs and go outside. They were, we're from London Shoot, and if you guys know London Shoot, we do not mess about. Yeah, he heard that and said, if you want to talk to my, again, we're like, the, we're like I'm like his child. I'm going to talk to my child like that. We're going upstairs and going to war now. On a slightly lighter note, the actual point deduction itself, was that the Infinity Gauntlet you were putting on at that point? Oh, no, no. <laughs> That's what it looked like to us. No, actually, I was uh, taking selfies. <laughs> um, it's something I had planned. I was going to do a couple of other things, but I was just taking selfies. I'm just waiting for someone to edit and put a phone in my hand. <laughs> Mike, you see it? Uh, no, you know what, that's, that's strictly between me and the ref. Like I said, I demand an apology from him and, and I still don't want him to ever, you know, referee me again. It was very unprofessional of him. I don't know what it is, but there's something there. But the crowd today, oh man, it's everything I, I thought it was going to be. And I said it at the beginning, they're probably going to boo a little bit and, you know, they're going to be, they're, everyone's proud Irish here and I love that. But at the same time, they appreciate what you do. Exactly, and then they, and they put the cheer on. It was amazing, it was amazing. You said the problem was on your podcast. Why was it so special for you to fight it? Just, I, I love proud nations. I, I find in, in the UK we're struggling a little bit. It's so competitive that like, even the last London show, um, the Irish made the most noise there. 
and the Dutch made the most most noise there. And I'm like, but we're in we're in London, like where, where where's your voices? And I hate the fact that that happens. And I feel like I just I love, I enjoy being in front of people that one appreciate combat and two just make noise for their nation. And I just I just want that from my own people. <laughs> Do you think it will come though? hundred percent. I'm getting it myself. It's more not not for me. I know I put on a show. It's more for just our fellow. Englishmen, you know what I mean? We're really stepping up now. Bellator doing a lot in, in Europe full stop. We need to get behind our own fighters. What do you want next? I, I, I'm already going to be in, uh, fighting in November. I don't know who. There's no point asking. I literally asked them to not tell me, if, even if they had someone in mind. I don't like having two people in my head. I wanted to get that out of the way and then focus on the next one. Did you have a little exchange with Conor McGregor? Yeah, no, we just, we just caught up. Uh, it, it was just nice. It was just nice. We've always, because we're managed by the same person, we always kind of like pass messages over. Never met, never met at all. First time meeting him, lovely. It, it was nice. Michael, there's been a lot of talk maybe about the Fall Daily rematch happening. The first fight was, you know, you said yourself it wasn't the best fight in the world. Would you like to write that and do it again? Uh, it's not something I care about. It's, it's weird, like, the fire was there. You know, it was a bit of an anti-climax even for myself. Um, I'd love to yeah, a bit rectify it, but the fire's not there at the moment. If, if, it, if we align again, 100% I'd like to make that happen. I think he's fighting next month, so it's not going to be it's not going to be November, but um, we, we may cross paths again. What about McDonald versus Lima? Who do you think will win that fight? And do you want the winner of it? Um, I obviously want one person out of that, but it's weird because I actually would have loved to have fought Rory as well, because just because of who he is and what he's achieved in the sport, it would have been amazing for me to try and test my abilities against someone as you know as well renowned as as, as Rory. I, I'm sure he's gonna quit after this one, win or lose, which is a shame. Um, and it's not any like inside knowledge; it's just something that I feel. Uh, and I definitely just want Douglas Lima to win, just because I want that rematch, and then I want two birds with one stone rematch, get the win, and also get that belt. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks. Thanks. Jimmy Show's back on. Uh, you've got yourself a replacement opponent that they noticed. I mean, first off, how grateful are you to the fact that Brown's been able to step in and uh, take the fight on such short notice? Yeah, 100%. Grateful for him, purple him coming over and stepping up, do you know what I mean? And and stuff, but he's the one that has to be grateful. He's the one that's stepping up. He's the one that's getting his chance to shine. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I've built this from scratch. I've built this up for myself. And he's the one now that's stepping in to get a chance as a main event slot. He's the one that has to be grateful. I know uh, tweeted out some support for, for Cal, who possibly was going to be fighting this weekend. He had some bad news in the lead up with his, his brain scans and things like that. I mean, we got a word for him. Yeah, I feel awful, but he's cleared to fight again. Right. He got cleared to fight again yesterday, so that's great news. Very glad that he's not. So, so I've been told, and I'm not sure if any of this is actually true or what it is. But from what I have heard, that he got the doctors said it's fine now. They got someone else to look at it, and they're like, we don't know what these people seen because some better people or haven't seen it or or just some shit like that. There, I'm not too sure what's going on with it, but if it's true, I hope that he's well and good, and maybe we'll get it done again and or something like that and yeah just so I hope he's good and I hope that it's not true and I hope that the stuff that I heard yesterday is true and that he's able to fight again and go on because we're just young men do you know what I mean what I'm only 22 Carl's 28 29 or something young family this is his, how he's going to make money do you know what I'm saying that I wouldn't like to be I wouldn't like to see that taken away from anyone at all do you know what I mean that's the, my opponents not opponents I don't care who you are we're all on the same path we all have the same dreams we're all the same kind of people 
do you know what I mean? We're two fighters. We're very alike. Do you know what I mean? We're probably going to like each other if we didn't have to fight each other. Do you get me? Do you know what I mean? We're, it's like you all use media guys. You just all kind of like each other. You're all mates. Yeah, we made your own commentation. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like having either if I was you, but <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> sorry, it's not made our dad answer this. Um, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so what I was saying is that we would probably like each other, and I would never, ever in my life, opponent, no opponent, one who I, I, I wouldn't wish that. I felt awful for him, and I felt like truly deep down, and I wish him all the best, and I hope he's back with the bang. So, sorry. Yeah, there was, there was talk about bringing me uh, stateside at the start of the year, but there's, there's a show in Dublin. And mate, I can't. I can't go to America and fight when I can come here and fight. Like, I just can't do it. So I can't. And they're saying America, America, and I'm like going. There's a show in Dublin and money. Do you know what I mean? I, I can't make that promise to them. I can't. I can't go over stateside and fight when I'm able and active and it's right to fight in Dublin. Do you know what I mean? Now I'm, I'm not like. Do you know what I mean? I'm at that stage where I just fight as much as I can. So why not just fight in Dublin, Jimmy, and walk out there in front of my own people, only live up the road? So it's like, nah, I can't do that. I can't do that to the people that are coming out to watch me every time and all I have to. I want to stay as loyal to them and fight for them as much as they stay loyal to me and come and support me. Do you know what I mean? And just all, even all the media, all the people, everyone seeing everyone again and all this. It's just great for me, do you know what I mean? I just enjoy it and I embrace it and it's, it's good fun. I don't want to be anywhere else. I don't want to fight anywhere else. I want to fight in Ireland. Do you know what I mean? But I don't mind where I fight also, so, but I prefer to be here. What makes it special about fighting in front of a, of a Dublin crowd? You know, the, the, the Irish crowd has got a, a well-earned reputation for being the most passionate fight fans on the planet. What is it that makes the Irish fight fans the best in the world? The Irish fighters coming out and blowing the riff off the place, you know what I mean? They just get behind it. and The Irish are just so passionate about their own people, do you know what I mean? It's like kind of like your your big brother. You can you can beat up your big brother, or you can beat. It's like your big brother beating up his little brother. It's, the big brother's allowed to beat up his little brother, but anyone else comes and touches him, the big brother's going to help him out. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's how the Irish are. Do you know what I mean? Is the Irish can there's Irish people that will pit me down themselves, but if someone else from somewhere else pit me down, they're the first to have my back. Do you know what I mean? And and that's that's just the way that's just the way they are. Are there a bunch of mad bastards? Do you know what I mean? And it's great, and I love just coming here, and it's like just just fitting in. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's great to be it's great to be a part of it. Great to be able to sell out the show once again. 22 years old, second main event, second sell out. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's fucking wonderful. I, I, I love it. How do you cope with the the opponent chase? You've been preparing for week out. Week out, you've now got a new opponent. How does how does that affect you, or how do you change your approach leading into this? I uh, prepare to get ready. I prepare to get me as best as I can ready to perform on the 27th. Opponent change, this change, polloids, weight changes, none of that matters because I'm ready. Whatever's in my way, 140, 135, 145, I'm, I've got my body into a position where I'm ready for whatever that happens my way. So no matter what comes my way, who comes my, my, my way, what weight comes my way, I'm prepared. And that's all that I can control.
And in terms of the career, I know it was mentioned about potentially fighting over in the States. Bellator have got a nice working relationship with Ryzen these days as well. Is that something that, that appeals? Maybe going over there and facing, facing Kyoji over in, uh, in Japan? It's the only way I'm going to fight this year again. Because I've to Japan. So it is. I'm taking take the rest of the year off. So I'm a couple of stuff behind the scenes I want to do and stuff. So I need to put my focus in, into that a little bit and train. I just might train and learn. But if they bring me to Japan and New Year's Eve, then I'm going to my life behind. And that's going to be my priority. And, and that's what I want. I, I really, really want to go over there and fight him for the belt. And it's the only fight that's going to interest me this year. And uh, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for whatever comes my way. I've been working now eight, eight, nine years. This is this is just not a six-week training camp. This is this is my life since I've been 13 years old. Since when I quit school, moved to Dublin. Now it's all paying off. It's all working out for me. Do you know what I mean? And it's only everyone's like, oh, he's blew up fast in the last two years. Nah, 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 nah. Just because back in the day when all the rest of the fighters were on cage wires, turning pro and all, they're just too young. Do you know what I mean? I was still in the gym grafting. I was still putting in the same work. I was a full-time athlete by the time I was 15 years old. Do you know what I mean? So now this is my time to shine. Do you know what I mean? I'm getting my chance now. I'm still young, 22, and grinding, been working since I've been 15 years old as such. And, and now it's paying off. And this is why I'm so confident. This is why I like these situations because I've been doing it since I've been a kid. I don't know anything else. This is this is all I know. I don't. There's nothing. There's nothing I've ever, else I've ever done. I don't know what it's like to go to work because I've never worked. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know anything else but fighting. And I'm very fucking good at it. I'm very good at the business side as well. So everything's rolling flush for me. And I'm really enjoying it. So I'm, a, a, I'm loving being here. I'm loving the fight week. And it's just, just, just feels right. You know what I mean? It just is nothing else for me to do. I have no worries. I have no nothing. It's just show up on Friday night and enjoy it. Embrace it. Embrace the crowd. Embrace all this. And I feel at home. I feel more comfortable doing all this than I do sitting at home. So I do. So when you're at the top of the ramp, you've got eight to ten thousand screaming countrymen here. Nine thousand seven hundred and something. I can't remember. What's the emotion like when you're at the top of the ramp like that and you've got a huge arena of people and they're all there for you? Freedom. Freedom. I'm invincible. I can go in and keep someone's head in and no one can stop me. I can't be brought to court. I can't be done nothing. I can say what I want. I can do what I want. I can say I'm going to go in there and whip him. Do you know what I mean? I can say I'm going to go in there and strangle him the first round. But guess fucking what? I've got it. I've got to show it. He can say what he wants. I can say what I want. And I just love that. I love that. And I'm like, I can say whatever the fuck I want. And to be honest, it doesn't mean anything because at the end of the day, I've got to go in and do it. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's, why, that's why I'd be so confident in doing it because... I get to say it and then I get to go and show this is what I have to do. So I mean he's can all say oh he's all talk, he's all this, he's all this. But I still show up to a sold out arena and still go in and pit away whoever's in front of me every time. James, could you have imagined that the main event here in Dublin would finish as quickly and as emphatically as that? Every night. Every night I imagine that. I've seen it going that way. Watch him a few times and I envision all kind of ways. Envision me finish him quick. Envision me sparking him with the knee. Envision me if I land any other way. I just always envision me ending up in a winning sequence. No matter what. No matter what I do. 
and that's just what I try and keep in my head. He can get on top of me, he can do all this, I just envision me keep winning, get back on top, get back to go. So I, I envision myself winning all the time. You didn't always said you were smiling just as you hit that guillotine. As soon as you hit it, I was like, that's on straight yeah, away. I knew, I knew it was on. So I was like, her up, tap me, it's on, you're not getting on. I could just feel that you, as a submission guy, you know when you hit your submissions, you know when they're on or not. And then when I really knew is I hit the ground and I had it tight, and he like sprawled on me to try and go heavy, and I went for a sweep, and as I went for the sweep, he defended the sweep, and then I started choking him again, and he tapped, and the ref didn't see it, and he tapped, he tapped his fist closed like this, and I was like, ref, he's like tapping me, and then he tapped again, the ref didn't stop it, and then he went, I was like, what, well, just let him go when the ref told me to let him go. James, you had a, a you were quite open about your, your struggles going into the last one against Labiano. Did you have any anything like that going into this one? No, How did you get over it? By being strong-minded. Uh, strong-minded. Just because you're a strong-minded person doesn't mean you can't get brought down. You know I mean, that, that, that's not what that means. Strong-minded people are usually the people that have been down at the bottom. The people that have been stood on when they're down. And I'm that strong-minded. Here, boys, can you just relax in there a bit? Folks, <laughs> <laughs> I got things really coming top of me. <laughs> is it? Are they, is it all good? Um, uh, yeah, so I feel like the people that have been down at the bottom, and I've been there and I've climbed my way up and I've done it all, and I feel these people are the strongest kind of minded people. I'm proud of myself tonight. Proud of, I did a good job and happy with my training, happy with everything I did, and it was a good night for me. Do you think Bellator recognised that not a lot of people can do this on the roster in terms of, you know, sell out an arena and have the fans really kind of losing their minds like that? Well, PC, you know yourself, good things come in threes. This is the second time I've done it, and now there's a third. There's a third happening. You said you were not going back to Dublin, though. Yeah, no, but I changed my mind. <laughs> James, James, I changed James, my mind. And James, I'm you're eating a banana right now. Who are you going to eat next? This banana. It's fucking tasty. James, you said you wanted a dominant performance and you weren't going to let yourself get carried away with necessarily putting on a show. How pleasing is it? You've done both though. After it was just like, why not just to embrace every bit of this, do you know what I mean? Sorry, can I fire this away somewhere? I'll pick it up in a minute. This is, I've just worked the last nine, nine years of my life. I've quit school when I was 15. And I've done it all and I've grinded and I get so much hate and I get so much criticism and I, everyone runs me down and, and stuff, do you know what I mean? But I just come from Strabane, do you know what I mean? I just came, I grew up in a council housing estate, like, had nothing, my family made sure that I had everything I needed, but I didn't have any luxuries, I didn't have nothing, we just lived in a council housing estate. My me, me dad took me out of it when I, when I got older because it was getting too bad, he was like, let's move somewhere nicer, do you know what I mean? You need a good upbringing, a good upbringing, I moved there when I was like 12. And then fit by the time I was 15, I moved to Dublin. I started pursuing my career, do you know what I mean? I come from absolutely nothing. I come from nothing but had everything I ever needed. Do you know what I mean? My family, I, I come from a good home. A family that didn't have much, but we had everything we needed. A family that all you needed, we had a, a, a good bringing up. And, and then now I just walk out here and do this for me and my family and my hometown and bring all my boys up. And I'm absolutely blown away. So as you can't, you can't, criti can't criticise that. Can't, you can't. You just can't do that. If you if you if you criticise that, you have got a serious problem 
with yourself. And I really pity you. I pity you and want to help you if you if you want to criticise that. You danced to the cage. You left out of the cage and embraced Connor. What's going through your mind? I lost my fucking mind. That's what it is. I don't know. I was just blown away by it. And I was like, do you know what? I deserve this. Do you know what I mean? And also, I was like, I've just worked so hard for it. And and now it's all paying off, do you know what I mean? And it, it's just absolutely blown away from... I was there when like the likes of Connor had nothing, do you know what I mean? I used to see him, his car breaking down outside the gym. That's when I started SVG. Connor was in no UFC, he didn't have no money. Neither did I, neither did anyone. He went and did it. Gunny went and did it. Everyone else, a few other people went and did it. And then now I just got the bow with the horns and I'm planning on taking it to that next level again. So I don't want to do what any of that they have done. I just take the only thing the, the only thing I want to do with, with what they've done is take inspiration from it and do much better. You say good things happen at threes. Uh, Two of them have already taken place. Can you give us any kind of idea what number three is? The new year, the Jimmy Show's back. So it is the Jimmy Show's back after the new year here in this rare arena. James, I spoke to you the other day and you said, I asked you what's next after tonight. You said, I'll go into the gym on Monday morning and work on my mistakes. What are you going to do now? It's only 30 seconds, you went straight away. <laughs> I should have cleaned him my flying knee. I'll go back and I'll practice that 10,000 times until I practice that in his face through. But you just seen a small bit. Do you know what I mean? The mistakes that I made warming up, the mistakes that I made coming out, the things that we changed, like, oh, I should have relaxed a wee bit more in the warm up or I should have warmed up a bit more. I should have been a bit more hyper walking out. Do you know what I mean? There's a few things that I'll sit back and I'll look at and I'll do it. But yeah, the fight, the fight went good. And it, it went good because I prepared for it and I was prepared well and I was prepared for Cal. I, he was a tough opponent. He pulled out, they gave me a list and you can ask any one of my team, I had lists, I mean lists of opponents and this guy was the best one in the whole lot. They were sending me shit guys and like, no, I'm not taking them, I don't want them. And I want someone decent, I want someone that's going to get me... I want someone... I don't really give a shit about the whole game. See all the rest of the fucking ages? I don't give one fuck about any of them. They can say it, they want to do it, they want. I do not care. I don't care about the division. Fuck all that. I just care about me. So I took this fight because it was the only one that I thought I could learn a lesson from. So I do, and that's what I'm about in here. I want to learn lessons. I want to improve. I want to get my game and take my game through the roof. So I don't give a fuck about what all the rest of them are doing, what they're all saying. I'm just focused on me and proving. I took that guy because I thought I would be able to learn a few lessons and take something away from this fight. And he's got a lot of experience. Three-time UFC vet. Good guy. Came over here, saved the show for us. And and I learned lessons tonight, and I'm fucking happy. James, you danced your way to the cage. You had a sing-song with the crowd after the, after the win. I know you say you've had a lot of criticism and a lot of haters online. What does it mean to walk into an arena like this? When well, you've got no. nine and a half thousand fans all for you and you can just walk your way to the cage like that, put on a display and then celebrate the way you yes. did afterwards. You said that I get criticism online, do you know what I mean? By other people. You see that crowd out there, that nine and a half thousand people that travelled here to support me, the way they do it. There's two reasons in this game why I do it, and it's for myself to improve. It's the game I love, and the second part is for that crowd. I, I'm absolutely blown away. I can't thank the people enough that came out here, bought tickets, showed up, their hard-earned money, 
they work hard to come here and this is this is a night for them do you know what i mean and they want to enjoy it so i want to give them something they enjoy because of what they showed me they stood behind me they supported me i came here to prove them people right tonight so i did that's that's what i did i i don't come here to prove any people wrong i come here to show the people the supporters that i've got this is why the online shit doesn't get to me is because i know when i walk out into this arena i've got nine and a half thousand irish people behind my back and it fills me with pride and it means the absolute world to me. James, as, last question, as, the, yeah. uh, as the main event, what's it like warming up backstage and you're seeing you know, Peter get a big win, you're seeing Kiefer win? I mean, I know you don't need momentum for other people to sort of feel your own performance. What's that like just seeing that happen and knowing it's all happening out there today? Yeah, it's absolutely I'm just, I'm just seeing these boys, you know what I mean? It's like I'm the kind of, I'm, not, I'm the main event and like, you look at Pete and look at Kiefer. Kiefer's my big brother, do you know what I mean? I'm, look at, I'm the main event, but I look up to these people. Do you know what I mean? Pete, Kiefer, Brian Murr. Brian Murr used to teach me how to cook steaks and stuff, do you know what I mean? When I used to live with John. I look up to these people. Ben Henderson, on my undercar. I've got no words, mate. I've got absolutely no fucking words. I'm blown away. And I'm proud of myself and I, I deserve it. I deserve every bit. I put myself out there. And I deserve everything that's coming to me. I really do, and, I, and that's why I'm so happy with myself, and that's why I don't care about what any negative people have to say, is because them true, real people that I've come up with, they all support me. They all give me everything. My family, my girl, my mother. Just everyone just, you know what I mean, gets behind me, and they know how, how good of a person I am. They know what my skill set's like. My coaches know what my skill set's like, and they know what I'm capable of. And... And then I see these people that I look up to, like, on my undercard, I'm like, what the fuck has this come to, do you know what I mean? What, what, what's, what's going on? Do you know what I mean? David Green said about bringing a uh, one title fight to Ireland. Yeah. Do you want that pretty soon? 100%, give me it all. Give, that's what I want, I want just as much, as big, and fucking everything. Just give me it all and I'm going to take it all on, head on, and go right through it. So it is. They give me the world title, I'll focus on that and go straight through it. But they'll give me options, I'll pick my options, whatever it is, I'll focus solely on that. Grab it with both hands, work my bollocks off, and go and grab it, and go and fucking get it. You know what I mean? And thanks very much, man, boys, for coming out. I appreciate it. It was a good Jimmy show. <laughs> So there you go. That was Bellator Dublin before and after with James Gallagher, MVP, and Peter Queeley. Big thank you to all three of those guys for their time over the course of fight week. Really accommodating with their time both at media day and then post-fight as well. And uh, that goes for everybody we dealt with during the week. One of the things that really shone through during the course of fight week um, in Dublin was just just how chilled and relaxed everybody was when it came to dealing with the media. Sometimes it can be viewed as a bit of a chore. And I get that, you know, you're trying to cut weight or, you know, you've just been in the cage getting the living daylights beaten out of you. Sometimes the last thing you want to do is have a camera pointed in your face and uh, some overweight guy asking you dumb questions. But they were more than happy to have that happen throughout the week in Dublin and I'm grateful to them for that so uh, thank you to all the guys for all their time Bellator Dublin was a great show uh, the Bellator cage moves on to Milan in Italy uh, later this month with Yannick Bahati the Black Mamba from Birmingham England taking on Melvin Manhoof uh, in the main event 
Uh, I've got an interview with Yannick that I'll bring you on the headline uh, in a short while. So that will be a future episode of the show. And then after that, it was announced while we were in Dublin, Bellator are coming back to London, England on November the 23rd. And they've already named an absolute barnstormer of a middleweight clash. The unofficial British middleweight title, I've already called it. Mike Seabass Shipman, former Bama champion, versus Fabian the Assassin Edwards. The man who, if Bama had still been going, may well have gone on to, uh, to fight Shipman for that title. And they never quite made that fight happen. Now the fight is going to happen. Uh, myself and Abby Saban spoke to both guys this week after a very tense and tetchy face-off between the two during media day. And I'll bring you that uh, a little bit later this week on the headline. It's been a busy week. It's been a good week. Hope you enjoyed Bellator Dublin before and after. Next one we'll bring you is Bellator London Battle Lions, where we talk to Fabian Edwards and Mike Shipman. Until then, enjoy the fights. I'll speak to you soon.